Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Are you a writer wanting to go deeper in your writing and get to the heart of your story? Join Christie Award-winning author Jamie Jo Wright at MadLitMentoring.com, where she will take you on an intimate, fun, and exploration of going deeper, the layers of your story, the four corners of foundation, and more. Find out how to be mentored by Jamie Jo Wright at MadLitMentoring.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to Mad Lit Musings. Today we have a really good author who writes really good stories. Her name is Misty Beller. She's Misty M. Beller on the cover. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you. And um, you've got a book that's releasing this May. And tell us a little bit about it because the cover is gorgeous. I am so excited about this book. Um, it is book two in my Brides of Laurent series from Bethany House, um, and this series has been so much fun to write. Um, the setting is in the Canadian Rockies up in northern Alberta, back before it was northern Alberta. It's <laughs> historical romance um, set back in the, uh, I believe this book's 1816, so oh, way back. Wow. Okay. Um, and the setting is a hidden village um, that lives in secret caves way back in the the Rockies. Um, it's not a, a true setting, it, although it certainly could have happened. There are so many mountains up there with so many caves, yeah. um, but the village is named Laurent. And um, in this book too, we get to see um, the story of the village healer who played a pretty significant part in book one. Okay. You don't have to have read book one to read book two though. Okay. Um, it's a really good standalone. So, But Audrey is the heroine and um, Levi is the hero, and he's a British former spy um, who comes north. So he's got that whole British accent um, that was so much fun to write. I love it. I love so, it. Yes. So if it's ever turned into an audiobook, which I'm guessing it probably is going to be, uh, you'll have to have somebody with a really great British accent. Yes, I can't wait for that. I'm yeah. a huge audiobook fan anyway, especially the Regencies. My, my bucket list is the day that I'm emailed and they say that they've hired Richard Armitage to narrate one of my books. It won't happen, but it would be great. <laughs> you know, we'll all listen. <laughs> we'll listen regardless whether the book is any good at all. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it'll be good. <laughs> oh, fun. Well, what a fun story. And I love that it's set in the early 1800s because it seems like we get a lot more of the later 1800s. Yeah, I've always said 1880 is my cutoff. I don't write anything past 1880 because okay. everything just changed back then. The gaslighting started to come around and mm -hmm. trains came west to Montana and just life wasn't as simple. No. Um, life was easier, which right. would be fun in real life, but it's not as much fun in books. So. No, no. And it's always fun to get a little bit more of the, the rugged life. And I love the concept of the mountain and the caves and yes. all of that. So 
So you have a hero, Levi, and a hero in Audrey, who obviously are going to have a romantic relationship throughout the book and probably have tension. Um, But tell us a little bit, let's go a little bit deeper. Is there a spiritual message or a thread in this book that the characters are working through as well? Yeah, so there's several there's a couple threads, um, but one of them is one that you'll see in a lot of my books. Um, okay. And it's um, following God's leading, like mm. really listening for his voice um, and not always getting it right, which Audrey doesn't always, or Audrey often does, but in the beginning of the book, she doesn't quite get it right. Um, sure. And so then it, you know, when you, when you kind of veer off that path or you forget to ask him mm-hmm. about your next step, mm-hmm. um, takes a little bit to get back on track Um, and sometimes you can kind of flounder a little bit right Um, I won't say she completely flounders but um, it it takes a little bit to yeah to figure out what God's plan is now now that she messed up and got herself in a pickle right and God always seems to have a redemption story I mean you look at scripture and there's so many characters in the Bible who floundered yes and yes rescued I love the whole Israelite story so many times. You just think those Israelites were so dumb. They just kept right. messing up and leaving God, but yet he kept bringing them back every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the coming back, they had to do the hard things to get back in line. Um, and in the story, Audrey does have to do a hard thing to okay. um, kind of recenter in God's will. Um, yeah. But things turn out well. Good. Um, and Levi gets to play a pretty big part in that. So. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a great, a great story with a good message in it. How has, um, you know, thinking about God's leading, how has, how have you experienced that in your life? And how do you, how do you know when you're making the right decision and you're following Uh, or not? You know, that is like an everyday challenge for me. And it's so easy to, to not stop. And I guess this is where I really relate to Audrey. It's so easy not to stop and say, God, this is what I'm about to do. Or even before that, God, this is the situation. What should I do? But so many times we, we take that step and then say, Ooh, God, was that right? Make that right. Please make that right. Oh yeah. Like corrective action after we've taken. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Asking for forgiveness, not permission. Right. Right. Yeah. But I, I've definitely done that a number of times um, in my life, but my goal is, um, to really stop and listen and to hear and to search for that peace and not move forward until I feel that peace with an answer. Mm -hmm. I tend to be a kind of an impatient person, um, which Audrey is in the story as well. So um, if God doesn't answer when you ask, then you still need to take action. Not really. Right. Right. You You need to do something. (laughs) Really. You should wait until you hear, you hear the answer. Right. Right. So how do you, um, how do you make yourself wait then? Because I'm, I'm along side of you when it comes to being impatient and I tend to use the rationale that I think we're really faced with on a regular basis of, you know, nothing's going to happen unless you do something. So do something. Yeah. So the idea of sitting back and waiting for God to shout from the clouds or, you know, (laughs) give me peace or something is difficult. So how do we do that? Or how do you do that? Oh, that's a really, really good question. Um, sometimes I do it better than others. <laughs> Put it that way. Right. <laughs> um, I, uh, 
we have kind of a full household right now and it seems like things are just always busy so um it's actually that makes it a little easier for me to wait sometimes um, because I just don't I don't have time to to rush into things as much as I used to back when life wasn't quite as crazy so I guess thank you lord for for crazy life right (laughs) right when I think sometimes like I said I still don't always get it right. Oh, right. Yeah, no. And I think sometimes he gives us those diversions in life that help us focus on something else that needs addressed while we're waiting for the other. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. So true. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was telling a friend this story the other day. Um, I, I speak at writers' conferences fairly regularly, and so I'll kind of travel around the country. Um, but I have five kids, so it's hard to leave them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard on them. It's hard on the family who's here taking care of them. Um, and there was a conference um, a few years ago okay. that... Um, it was kind of a longer conference. So I was going to be gone. I think it was either four or five nights. And I really felt, you know, I'd prayed about it, felt the peace that Mm -hmm. God had planned for me to go to this conference and teach there. Um, But then as I was leaving the family, the little kids were crying and it it was so hard. And I remember at the airport praying, Lord, I really feel like this is your plan for me to go, but why are you making this so hard? Why aren't you paving the way for it? Yeah. I felt this strong impression in my spirit that this is character building for the kids too, mm-hmm. not just for me. I want life to be easy for them, but mm-hmm. God needs these bumps in the road to build their character. <sighs> so I, um, I realized that the hard times, the, the waiting times um, sometimes are just building character both in me, but also in those around me. Um, right. I really don't want to have to feel the impact of it. Well, and that's really profound because I think, especially as mothers, we want to, like you said, make things easy for our children, or even if you're not a mother, but you know, there's people special in your life. You don't want them impacted by negative choices or negative situations. And so we try to fix everything, but to step back and realize this might be the journey God wants them on. Yes. Yes. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. That one's making me think. I'm like, oh man, you know, I don't want to steal a spiritual journey from my children because I'm selfishly wanting to make their life like some sort of glorified feather mattress. Smooth things out just a little bit for them. Yeah, that one has really had an impact on me and it's given me a little bit of peace. Um, It's laid just a little bit of mom guilt every now and then, you know, if I know that I'm following the Lord's leading and I really cannot see where he's going with this mm-hmm. and it's really impacting my family. Mm-hmm. Ease up. It's okay. Just yeah. Sit in yeah. for the ride. So. I often think of 
the Indiana Jones movie, and I can't remember which one it is, but he gets to this chasm and he's supposed to cross this chasm to get to whatever he's looking for. And he literally has to take a step of faith into thin air. And once his full weight is out into the thin air, then this magical bridge appears or, or, or whatever it is. And it, but that scene for me is so poignant when you think of God's leading, because sometimes he doesn't come up with us and say, Hey, here's your answer. Now go. He's like, go. And then I'll explain along the way. Yeah. And And it's so much harder. (laughs) Yes. Amen. It's so much harder if the people around you are not on board too. Oh, Um, right. Yes. Because you just feel like you're you're taking that step in the dark that makes no sense to anyone else. And all your, all the wise counsel that you, you know, typically do listen to, or at least ask the advice of, right. Um, you know, worldly wisdom anyway. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It just, it, that makes it so much harder to, it does to take that step. It does. Or, or to stop and wait even. Right. So. Ugh, waiting. There's that word again. Let's not talk about that word anymore. <laughs> so when readers are reading your books what do you hope they take away from any of your stories I mean what's your what's your biggest prayer for your readers oh that's a good question um I and I the reason I say that's a good question is I don't always have something in each book that you know I want readers to feel this or I want readers to to leave like this sometimes it's I want them to um, come away with this, a spiritual truth, you know, just a nugget that will, mm-hmm. that they can apply in their lives. Um, but honestly, my prayer each time I sit down to write or actually go out to write, cause I dictate now while I walk, um, oh. is that God would, um, tell the story he wants told and use it the way, um, to impact people the way he has planned. So, yeah. I guess I go into it now for the most part anyway, um, without trying to plan ahead to what I want readers to know. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool though, because then the Lord can work with the story to impact people where they're at and everybody's going to be at a different point in life and a different struggle. Um, yeah. characters are very relatable for people who haven't read your books. You have very relatable characters. You have relatable stories and oh, they're just, thank you. You know, I was going to say they're the perfect read for in front of a fireplace. And I was just looking at your book cover. Been there's a campfire right in the middle. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I love the book covers Bethany House has put together for this series. They're awesome. Yes, they they are oftentimes my books, they're almost always set in the mountains and usually there's snow involved. So they are a good fireplace read. Oh, I love it. I love it. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) If readers want to curl up in front of a fireplace, with a good book and a quilt and a cup of coffee or hot chocolate and all that stuff that is synonymous with good reading. How do they find you and find out more about you and follow you? Yeah, my website is probably the best place to start, mistymbeller.com. And I actually am giving away a free um, ebook download to people who sign up for my newsletter. So um, if readers would like to get to know me a little bit better, my newsletter is the best place. I'm there more than I am social media, unfortunately. Awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, go to my website and um, you can click around, see the books, um, or you can just um, add your email address and and we'll chat through email and you can um, try my book, A Pony Express Romance for free. 
Awesome. That sounds great. Well, I think everybody should rush out and do that. And um, then head over to bakerbookhouse.com and snatch up all of Misty Beller's books because they're all available there with a nice little discount that they get. Yes. Baker Bookhouse is wonderful. They have that 40% off pre-order discount Mm -hmm. and free shipping. So that is definitely the place to buy books. Right. Exactly. So definitely go out and pre-order A Healer's Promise. And while you're waiting for it to come out, order book one, which is titled A Warrior's Heart. A Warrior's Heart. And that's the one where she has the bow and arrow on the front, right? Yes. The heroine in that story is the chief defender and protector of her village, Laurent, the hidden village that lives in the caves. I love it. Strong women too. Strong spiritual women. We need more of those. Yes. Amen to that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mindy, for joining us today. This has been great. And I am going to rush out and get these books because I don't have these on my shelf yet. I have your first series, but I don't have these. So I'm going to rush out in order because I have a car ride coming up soon and I need something to read. (laughs) Always. We have to have reading material. Right. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day and thanks so much for joining us, Misty. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.